Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Whether you like to fish, enjoy talking about fishing, or just enjoy the fishing lifestyle, this is the podcast for you. So go grab yourself a cold drink or a hot cup of coffee, sit back, start tying up some fishing rigs, and enjoy the show. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. I hope you're having a good day, whatever day it is that you happen to be tuning in and listening to the channel. It's one of the great things about podcasts. You can listen to them anytime, just about anywhere you want to listen to them. That's why I like uh, That's why I like them and enjoy them. I listen to a lot of different podcasts, and uh, it's a great thing to listen to while I'm driving down the road. Uh, I do a little bit of airline travel. It's perfect for getting on an airplane and listening to and uh, I enjoy them, so I appreciate you checking it out, checking out the podcast. I have to apologize. I missed a podcast the third week of February 2020. Uh, I was at the Catfish Conference. Uh, I had a bunch of work leading up to that. I was out of town, and uh, I missed one, so I want to apologize to you guys for that. I've done a pretty good job of trying to put one out once a week on every Wednesday uh, to try to keep you entertained and tuned in. So I apologize for not making that one. Uh, if you're new to the channel, just checking it out. I appreciate you stopping by. Uh, it's all about fishing. Uh, a lot of catfish talk, a lot of freshwater talk. We don't do that much bass, but it's a lot of striper, brim, bluegill, crappy, crappie, whatever you want to call them. And a lot of catfish. And I occasionally get down toward the coast and go catch, uh, some saltwater fish. But, um, uh, Depending on how you found the channel, you can uh, always get to it uh, through my website, DieterMelhornFishing.com. You can go there. It's also got links to my YouTube channel where I've got all my fishing videos up at. That's kind of how this podcast got started. And uh, the the podcast is kind of a spinoff from the YouTube channel and the video world. So all that is on DieterMelhornFishing.com. And there's a link right there to hear on the podcast. I know some people listen to it uh, through various platforms. It's pretty much all over the place, so you shouldn't have a hard time finding it. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you checking it out. Uh, And uh, the website is also a great place to reach out to me and send any feedback, information, requests, questions, comments. Tell me you love it. Tell me you hate it. Tell me you just don't, whatever. You got a comment suggestion for anything. Uh, email me there on the website, datermelhornfishing.com. There's a contact section. And uh, I've even got a gear section on there. I've got a bunch of Amazon affiliate links on there to gear that I use. People ask what kind of reel, what kind of line, what kind of this, what kind of that. They see something in some of the fishing videos. And uh, all of that stuff is there on the website. Uh, and you can check it out when you get a chance. So, uh, uh I just got back from the catfish conference, which is basically the catfish industry's trade show takes place out in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, It's usually the last weekend of February every year. And uh, this was the fifth year uh, that they've had it. It's relatively new. Uh, The third year that I have been there. And uh, yeah, it's basically a trade show that is focused on the catfish industry, believe it or not. Uh, The catfish industry is a niche market inside of the bigger fishing world. Uh, There's a big industry trade show called ICAST that is down in Orlando or Las Vegas. It's been in Orlando the past couple years. It is a massive show. Massive show. Lots of people. uh, Lots of vendors. uh, And the catfish world is a little bit smaller. Uh, But we're happy to have our show. It started out. uh, Steve Douglas did it out of basically a boat dealer. And... uh, 
it completely overwhelmed the boat dealer the first year. They moved to a hotel for a couple of years in a ballroom. They outgrew it. And now they're at the Expo Center there in Louisville, uh, which is a good spacious facility for it. But uh, I was there recently um, and I uh, just got back from there. And uh, I was able to tape a couple of podcasts while I was out there. And I also shot a bunch of video stuff that will be on my YouTube channel. Uh, So make sure you're tuned in and subscribe to that. But uh, I talked to a few people, and uh, that's kind of what I'm going to play for you today is a conversation I had with Matt Miles. He is the founder of Catfish, and that is Catfish with a K. It is a clothing brand. If you watch any of my videos or spend any time around the catfish world, uh, you will have seen this product. He's done a very good job of getting it in front of eyeballs in the catfish world and in front of people. And it's been embraced. And it's a very unique, uh, unique design uh, in as far as catfish apparel goes. goes very classy, uh, something that you can wear anywhere. And uh, he did a very good job of creating something that was very innovative. And uh I sat down with him. Matt's a good friend of mine, and uh, I've been a uh, emissary for his brand for really since the beginning. We kind of almost came onto the scene about the same time, to be perfectly honest, in the catfish world uh, as far as the beginning of my channel and the beginning of him building the catfish brand. And uh, I've got to know him real well and enjoy spending time with him. He's a uh, very good guy to have a conversation with about the not the finer points of the business of the catfish world. And uh, uh, that's what I sat down and talked with him about. And uh, we went in depth talking about a few things that I think you'll enjoy. One, just the state of the industry, how it's grown, where it's at, how it's progressed, where is it headed. And uh, we talked about the uh, American Catfishing Association, the ACA, as it has become to known, this new organization that is not completely even out of the egg yet it's not completely hatched the chicken has laid it and it's laying there pecking its way out and it's not quite out yet but uh there's a lot of good optimistic stuff that we're seeing and we discussed that so uh sit back and enjoy this conversation uh with catfish clothing founder matt miles all right matt you came into this industry a few years ago with the catfish brand uh introduced it uh into a world that was your brand was new and unique. Uh, not that we didn't have clothing and apparel brands already in the industry, but yours was really different. And uh, you approached it differently with the way you built the business and built the brand. Uh, in that journey, what did you learn about this industry, this business in its growing stages where we're at now? That's a great question, Dieter. When I came into this industry, I took a step back and evaluated what was out there and the one thing that that kept coming to mind was that the industry had an identity crisis the the anglers very anxious to grow a lot of business owners or emerging business owners with a lot of energy a lot of new ideas but we couldn't shake the image that cat fishermen have had for so long and I hate to say that uh, I don't. I don't mean it in any derogatory way, but there is a stereotype out there that a lot of folks that aren't in catfishing have for catfishermen. So, with the catfish clothing brand, I saw an opportunity to enhance the image and to give a new, clean, professional look 
stylish look to folks who had a professional heart but not a professional look now again i mean that in the in the most sincere and kind way that i really saw that's where the niche was for um for apparel we had an opportunity and i think we have given them something to be proud of something that really represents what was already there it just needed some fine-tuning so I think that's why the catfish clothing brand has been as successful as it has over the last four years is that we've really given them something to be proud of something that they can wear out in town wear on the boat and something that represents them as anglers and I think it's really made a, a big difference in how people see the industry and I think it's made a big difference how they see themselves. Yeah, because I know you, you've had this question asked to you, anybody that fishes for catfish, when you get outside of your catfish community and you talk to somebody at work or at church or whatever, and they hear that you fish for catfish, the one of the first questions you get is, well, do you noodle for them? Because that has been popular, made popular in pop culture on you know, National Geographic Channel and all that. and. You're right, I think that stigma of somebody, and nothing against noodling or hand fishing, but that has been the identity, to a large extent, that has been kind of accidentally assigned, I think, to the catfish world. And what you just said, uh, what was the line with, with professional heart and professional image? I like what you were saying there, because there's this sport seems to be up in its game a little bit at a time in the tackle, the boats, the gear, and how how are we going to keep that going? What are the pitfalls going to be? What are the roadblocks that are in the way from keeping all this going and keeping all this rolling in a good, positive direction? Oh, wow. That's a tough one, but I've given this much thought. I think it all comes down to cohesiveness, maintaining that. The interesting nature about this the industry side of the sport catfishing is that you have a lot of small businesses, a lot of mom and pop style companies that, you know, they don't necessarily have uh, a regular work day to dedicate to their business and growing their brand. So it's, it's hard to really commit professionally to the business. With that being said, life happens, things get in the way. And people who are, you know, running these small businesses on the side, they get distracted. Uh, a major life event can throw them off course, and it makes it hard for them to stay in the business and sustain growth. There is an opportunity, in my eyes, for collaboration among these brands to come together and work as a as a as a bigger brand for the industry. And how that could happen, I've got some ideas, but I think if we move from the centralized events to a more distributed style model for getting the catfish brand, not, my, not the catfish clothing brand necessarily, but the catfisherman brand out there that we want them to see, the, the brand that we've developed over the last few years, I think there is a, a great opportunity. Now, that can come in a, in a number of ways. Uh, we could see a, uh, you know, a group of, of successful brands within the industry come together 
and visit the major fishing outdoor expos throughout the country. And one of the things I proposed to some other folks in the industry was, you know, a common retailer. Uh, a retailer that is going to represent, again, the industry and is going to carry a, a number of brands that have demonstrated success, that demonstrate potential for the industry itself. Yeah. Uh, one of the things, as a lot of people know, I do a lot of work in the NASCAR world, and one of the big complaints about NASCAR and its rapid growth in the early 2000s was it lost touch with its core group, its original fans. And is there is that a danger zone in the catfish world uh, as we start to, I guess you could call it, grow, evolve out of what the founding anglers were, if you want to use that term, into something, you know, I mean, we're rapidly seeing the tournament world go from, you know, when I started fishing them, John boats and beat up 20-year-old pontoon boats to $50,000, $60,000 rigs are, I guess what I'm getting at, are we going to run off and leave the people who brought us to the dance? Maybe. I wish I could give you a better answer than that, but I think it's possible as with any, as with any sport uh, or activity as it evolves, you know, it, that it's going to evolve faster than than some of the people will, right? Their their thoughts, their beliefs, they may come a ways, but at some point they'll break free and hand it off to the next generation. Now, I think it's important to have youth or bring youth into um, into the industry, and I don't necessarily mean youth in, in years. I'm talking about new people to the industry with new ideas to to press those limits and grow the industry as a whole. That's sort of what we did with our brand. We appealed to the younger generation. We've got teenagers, we've got college kids uh, wearing our stuff and that's what we want because that's the generation that's going to, it's going to, we're going to pass the torch to. Um, I think, again, yes, you're going to lose some. Some of the older guys are going to at some point recognize that, you know, this isn't me anymore. I don't want to chase this and that's fine. And that's why God gave us fishing is, you know, really we, we can do anything we want with it, right? I think that's completely fine for them to to do that, and and I think it's completely normal. All right. So uh, as we're taping this, which by the way, folks, if you hear some noises in the background, some big thunks, uh, they have put us right next to that right there was an axe being thrown at a wooden wall. We are right next to an axe throwing booth. Uh, here at the uh, Catfish Conference 2020 in Louisville, Kentucky. So pardon some of the noises, pardon some of the background sounds. And there's a young man getting ready to throw an axe. One, boom, he nailed it. It's not as loud when they actually get him to stick in. One of the big topics of conversation here, uh, and there'll be a seminar on it tomorrow, is the newly formed American Catfishing Association. And just that's something that we've all kind of said we need something. Uh, uh, what's your opinion on a national organization and value it brings, pitfalls, that type thing with something like this? Well, I'm excited about the opportunity. I'm optimistic about the future of the ACA. Uh, I'm glad some folks took, the, took that step and had the courage to, to get the ball rolling. Uh, the unfortunate reality is that when you do things like that you're going to be subject to criticism and as long as we keep the end in mind 
Uh, despite the criticism that they may receive, I think it's good for all of us. And I pray that they keep, they keep moving forward with it. Because that's what we need. We need some solidarity at the national level. And I'll tie this to my previous comments about, um, about pushing the catfisherman brand out. I think that will give us a platform to do that. We need to bring new people to the sport. These events like the Catfish Conference are great in that, you know, we, we appeal to the base. We appeal to people who are catfishermen. But if we want to grow the sport, if we want to uh, engage with um, different agencies on conservation, we need, a, we need a bigger base. And the way to do that is to get out of there, get out of our comfort zone. So if we had some common retailer or some common distributor that could, uh, in a branded way, take these great products, these great brands of the industry, and push them out in your regular expos, uh, it would really grow the industry outside of our core. And I think that's really where the potential lies. And the ACA represents a major, uh, major player in that. And I, and I hope that they, they're listening to this and they will use this, uh, this information as an opportunity to, uh, to really push the catfishing brand. Well, a little birdie tells me that every podcast Dieter Melhorn puts out, someone at the ACA is listening to. So do you think, is it too much to ask of them that they almost take on a role of almost rebranding the catfish world? That, you know, this is something new for those folks that are listening, uh, the whole national organization this is something similar to the ACA American Catfish Association it's similar to like a trout unlimited Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation it's basically an organization a political organization if you will a lobbying organization conservation organization that is geared toward conservation and other things and they can take on a very big role a very big part in moving things and changing things do you think they have, and by the way, forgive me, we're right next to the seminar with Doc Lang, and Doc's obviously loud from his catfish. He had to talk over Lyle all those years on Catfish Weekly, so he's learned to be very loud. Uh, but do you think they may be in a position, have an opportunity to help rebrand the look of the catfish world? Yes, they do. I, I think they're in a, in a great position, and, and they've, they've got people on the team there to, to really make that happen. They have a lot of capability there. Uh, I don't like using the word rebrand uh, because I don't know that it needs to be rebranded. I think it just needs to be branded. And the key to that is having the right storytellers involved, telling the stories about the sport that have attracted folks like you and me. It's, it's not an easy task, but you got to really be able to observe the industry, observe the sport, and observe the people in it, and, and really pick out the really unique stories that are going to appeal to larger masses outside the community. I think they're in a, they are in a perfect position to do that. And again, if they, if they get the right people involved to lead the way with that, I think they're going to be successful. They got my support. Looking into Matt's crystal ball and looking down the road, kind of a little bit of a crystal ball and a little bit of a make a wish. I've got a genie here. Uh, which way, what would you like to see happen? What would you like to see happen here moving forward in the next few years? Not necessarily with the ACA, but just with the sport in general as a whole. What would be some nice, good, positive moves and directions that you'd like to see happen? 
Well, the ACA and their goals and objectives have a lot of those things that I think uh, are important and that I would like to see happen listed. And it's great that they share a similar vision that I do in that regard. I would like to see, as I mentioned before, these brands, these, these companies, these products that we have here at the Catfish Conference out there at other fishing expos because, again, we got to reach, we got to bring new people in and they have to see the excitement. I've been at other trade shows like the Richmond Fishing Expo, we attend that, and we're the only catfishing company there uh, up until this past year. We were the only ones there and and we would have just masses of people coming in and all these bass fishermen are like, what's going on over there? Like, what is catfish and why are all these guys standing around and carrying all these bags and wearing these hats? And they take notice and they say, wow, okay, it's not, it's not what we thought it was. And we have to get out there. We've got to, though, yes, the Catfish Conference is great and it appeals to our core and I hope it sticks around for years to come. I really would like to see a, a better effort in, in getting out there and that's going to mean finding economies of scale between the different companies to come together, find some efficiencies and collaborate and, uh, you know, sell multiple brands out there. In closing, last thing, uh, give me your take on the Catfish Conference. This is the third year I think you've been here, second year that we've been in this new one, our fourth year. I don't know how long. Yeah, that's right. I think you may have been coming the year before me. Uh, what's your take on it this year? I haven't had a chance to look around yet, so give everybody kind of uh, your take on this. It's, uh, it's really interesting this year. It's different this year than previous years. you got some of the great companies that have been here, and you got a lot of new companies which is exciting, a lot of new brands. There's a couple other apparel companies out there, which is which is cool to see. Uh, they are uh, like Lady Cat Outdoors. They are uh, they are really targeting the, the lady anglers, which is awesome, very happy. I see a lot of rod companies out there. Uh, a lot of rod companies have popped up, so that will give a lot, give a lot of anglers a lot more options. Uh, different rod companies, Tackle Bandits had a pretty, pretty significant presence. Uh, Nate with Tackle Bandit's done a great job. Boats, there's some really great boats out there, but I mean, overall, I'm happy with the conference. It's not as big as years past, but it's okay. You know, we're it, it has that family feel. It's it's almost like a family reunion as much as a as a trade show.